Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird, and I got a great interview lined up for you guys today. Uh, we got a powerhouse couple uh, on the phone with us today. We're going to be talking about uh, an event that's coming up March 7th called Re-Engage. Um, we, they are the founders of this event, and I'm really excited because you're going to learn a lot today. Uh, and if you're in the Pittsburgh area, you're going to definitely want to uh, turn this up and take a listen. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on my guests, um, Adam Safudo and Alex Persklove Safudo. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Oh my God. Yes. First timer. Yes. Yes. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, Adam. It's great to be here. Well, thank you so much. absolutely. So thank you for taking time because I know you guys are, are busy. Um, let's jump right into it. Why don't you guys tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves? Sure. Yeah. Do sure. you want to start out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, my name's Adam. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And in 2008, I joined the Army, dropped out of college, joined the Army, ended up at Fort Benning the School of Infantry. <laughs> and I was an 11 x-ray until the uh, drill sergeants came out and separated everybody into groups and said, you apparently... The 50 of you know how to do math. You're going to be 11 Charlies. <laughs> the 300 of you, I guess you don't know how to do math. You're going to be 11 Bravos. <laughs> so uh, about four months later, I ended up at Fort Bliss with uh, 1st Brigade, 1st Armored Division. Okay. I spent the next six and a half years there until I uh, moved back here to Pittsburgh when I got out in uh, 2015. Nice. Well, thank you. So 11 Charlie, the mortars, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Right. All right. That's right. Infant infantry that can think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the smart guys. <laughs> and Alex, what about you? Yeah. Um, well, so I'm also from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Adam and I actually met in high school uh so we're both from around the area but um when he went off to the army i moved out to california uh to pursue a career in the film industry yeah when i got out of school and uh spent a few years out there ended up going through a bit of a health crisis when i was 24 really kind of shifted my priorities in life made me decide i wanted to move home get out of film um, and start pursuing a career with a little bit more meaning and significance to it um, and so it was right around that time I had been home a few years when Adam got out of the army and we reconnected um, kind of randomly out yeah. with some friends one night and uh, yeah and started dating so he had just been home a month I'd been home a couple years yeah yeah September of 2015 2014 yeah November yeah. so how long yeah. have you guys been married Two and a half years yeah, that's years. cool it's kind of a love story I wasn't expecting this but I like that that's a good all right all right. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. So you guys have been married two and a half years. What's this re-engage thing? I mean, there's, yeah. there's an event coming up. I want to jump right into this because I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this. It's re-engage. I love the name of it. What is it? Yeah. Good. Well, it's a conference for, um, for veterans and civilians, but the goal is to encourage and empower veterans to explore their higher purpose, to connect to their communities, and to pursue their greatest potential. Okay. And so uh, we really founded the event sort of based on Adam's experiences um, and then our experiences together as he got out of the army. Cause like I said, we started dating when he had been out for just a month. And so I was kind of along the ride for Adam's whole transition um, out of the military. And so I'll let him talk about that. Yeah. Um, 
you know, they, I've said a couple of times, you know, talking to people that I felt, I felt trained and prepared and ready to go to Iraq. And I felt prepared and ready to go to Afghanistan. Like I knew, I knew my job. I knew what we were doing. I knew what my little piece to play was in the platoon. Um, it was when I got out of the army, it was one of the first times in a long time that I had felt totally unprepared. And the, um, the army ACAP program, I think they try, but you know, it's a check the box kind of system where you show up, you're there to check the box. They're there to check the box. Everybody's there to just get out the door. Yep. And so I didn't particularly learn anything. I, I'd go to these, you know, Hey, small business veteran entrepreneurship seminar at the ACAP program. And I'd go in and it would basically be a 10 minute spiel on how you can access government, small business loans. Nothing about how do you find a market? How do you find an area that you're interested in and working in? How do you decide that, Hey, I actually want to be an entrepreneur. Those things aren't talked about at all. And so I got out and I, I did what I thought I was supposed to do. I, I used my GI bill, started going to school and was miserable was, you know, I was, I felt completely alone. Although I was surrounded by people that loved me, I, I felt completely alone because I was starting to self-isolate because I wanted to present that picture to the world of, you know, Hey, I'm back from the army and everything's fine. When underneath the surface, you're dealing with all of the issues and experiences that I had overseas. And then also the, that kind of lack of transition and you don't fit back into that piece in the puzzle of civilian world that you came out of. Right. You're doing, you don't fit there anymore. So trying to find, you know, what, what's my purpose? Right. Because I, I was a, I was a mortar team leader in Afghanistan and I, I got time to, to work as a section sergeant. You know, when you have 30 guys that, that work for you and depend on you getting your job done so that the platoon can be effective, that's a very purposeful job. And when your mission is, I'm going to try to get my guys home alive to their families, that's an incredibly purposeful job. Right. When I get out and I'm going to college, it's not a ton of purpose in we're not sure what to do in the military. Yeah. We wake up and, you know, I, most people know that I, I, I did nine years army myself and, and it was, you know, I know I was going to eat on a good day, three times a day, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you're in garrison in the field, maybe, you know, an MRE or two a day, whatever, but you knew what you had to do. And then when yeah. you transitioned out or when I trained and I transitioned out in, in 2007, uh, after almost 10 years, it was, oh, hey, pat on the back. Here you go. Yeah. Like there was no transition at that time for me. Yeah. And it was like, okay, now, now what, you know, I guess yeah. I have to go get a job. I guess that's what you're supposed to do or, mm -hmm. or whatnot. And, and it, what's, it's, what's crazy to me is even that time between me getting out and you getting out and even you know, our brothers and sisters that are getting out right now, they're still facing problems with the transit. Yeah. Granted, the military is, is trying, but it's, 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 it, I guess you can say it's trying because it, it's really not anywhere near where it needs to be. 
right now. Exactly. It's almost like they're pushing it back on you. It's like, all right, here you go. Thank you. But you're on your own now. Exactly. And that's um, the military loves to take care of the people as far as they can when you're inside the military. Right. You know, you're going to get your health care taken care of. If you break something, it's going to get fixed. If you need, you know, you need to talk to somebody, it's going to be somebody to talk to. If you want to change your career in the military, there's going to be a career counselor. In there. Right. Walks you through, okay, this is, we need to get your TS done. And then we need to get you into the next AIT at wherever it is that you're going to learn that MOS. Right. But when you get out, it is very much like, here's a pat on the back, handshake. Here's your DD-214. Hope you don't see you again. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, now that I got this DD-214 that at least when I was a private, all of the specialists told me that this is exactly what you should be trying to get. You know, is this DD-214 because you're going to be free and you're going to be happy again. And then when I got that, you know, I got my honorable discharge and my DD-214. It's like, uh, okay, well, now what, what now? What's next? Right. And I didn't particularly know what was next. And I think that that lack of purpose caused a lot of the, um, a lot of the struggles that I had, you know, Adam, I like the fact that you're saying purpose a lot in, in this, because one of the things that we, we do here a, a lot of the show that we, we literally preach about as well as, as our overall parent network here as media group is you have to find purpose in life. You yeah. know, if, if you're walking around life with, with no purpose, you, you're going to, it's going to be very lonely. You know, yeah. you, you, you have to, and the sooner that you can find that purpose and it, it doesn't matter what it is. You can go out and if your purpose is to flip burgers at a fast food joint, because that's what makes you happy, then by golly, go do that. That's your purpose. You know, that's going to make you happy. Or if it's, it's doing talk shows or, or whatever the case may be, find that purpose. And, and I yeah. love the fact that you're, that you're saying that because I think a lot of, what's happening is our brothers and sisters that are coming out of the military, they, they're not, you know, they think, they think about the transition side of it way too late. Like, oh, I'm getting out in six months. Maybe I should start thinking about, exactly. no, you're getting out in like a year, year and a half, like 18 months at the latest. I'm thinking about, start hey, getting your ducks you, in a row. you need to start thinking about, you know, what I want to do if I'm not going to reenlist in 18 months and I'm going to go home what is it that I'm going to do? Because that comes up to you like that. Exactly. I think exactly. the other thing too, that Adam and I have talked a lot about is not only did he struggle with not knowing what he wanted to do, or he hadn't thought that much about what he wanted to do after the military, but he also, yeah, I just, I just knew that I had done a tour in Iraq. I had done a tour in Afghanistan and the war was winding down. And I knew that I, I didn't want to be, a line infantryman anymore and working in an office has never sounded like something that I'd be particularly interested in. Right. And so it was my time in the army, you know, I didn't plan on making it a career. It was what I wanted to do. I did two tours. I planned on doing one and I ended up getting to do two. So I count myself lucky to have had that opportunity, but my time in the army was done. Right. And so, um, I think on top of, not knowing where you wanted to go from there, it was also believing that you could have a really purposeful, meaningful career post-military because you were so confused on what you wanted to do. And that's something, you know, Adam had shared with me was he was hearing so much 
negativity in the news and on the media about, you know, all the um, struggles that exist within the veteran community or, um, you know, you were also watching some of your friends go through these struggles. And so you really struggled to believe that you were capable of doing something that was as meaningful as what you did in the army. And so that was something that, um, that we really explored a lot together was where, where can we find more of the inspiring positive veteran success stories that, you know, you can look at, right. And, and find empowering for yourself as you watch these people that are succeeding and saying, Oh, I am going to be a successful veteran entrepreneur, or I am going to, you know, pursue something that's really purposeful post-military. I'm going to continue to serve something bigger than myself. And it took a, a while for you to, you know, really embrace that because yeah. you were surrounded by so much negativity when you got out as well. Let me ask you this. Do you think some of it is a mindset coming, coming out that we're just like our mindset being in the military is like, you're trained to do this, this, and this, and you're the best at your job. Like you don't care. You go up against anybody. Right. And, and, yeah. and then when you come out, you don't necessarily have that when you're trying to find your purpose or you're trying to find a little, like what's next, you don't have somebody there like, Hey, go do this. You can do this. Like, I, I think, at least for me on a personal level, when I got out of the military, I, I didn't, my self-esteem just went out the door. Like I was just like, Oh, I'm nobody. I'm, I'm nothing. Does that make sense? I mean, do you, do you see, are you guys seeing that even today with the people that you guys work with? A hundred percent that, you know, when I got out of the military, I was very good at shooting mortars. Excellent with a potting board. I can work a, LHMBC mortar computer expert at it. Wonderful working at a, a mortar. There's not a ton of jobs where you're shooting mortars. <laughs> it's just not something that's, you can see, I mean, you can search LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter and all of the, the websites. Nobody's looking for somebody with mortar experience. And so you, I came out like, I'm an expert. I know exactly what I'm doing. Good infantryman, good sergeant, great with mortars. Nobody's looking for professional gunfighters right. unless you want to be a unless you want to be a police officer. And it's just something I wasn't interested in. And so for me, it was like, okay, well, if my entire ego and you know self worth is kind of wrapped up in being a sergeant in the infantry, and then that's removed from you when you get back to the civilian world, and oh you're not a sergeant, you were a sergeant, and it doesn't really matter to anybody else in the world. And so, yeah, that loss of kind of self-identity and who am I, what am I worth, what are my, what is my value here in this world was was something that I came out and was like, oh, I felt great six months ago when I was in the Army. Now I'm out of the Army, and I, I thought I was supposed to be happy. Right. I thought I was supposed to be happy. And for me, it was... I said it was a, a weird feeling of feeling like I was between, you know, they say a rock and a hard place. And I felt like I was between, you know, two rocks and two hard places. I was between, I was happy I wasn't getting shot at anymore. But I was miserable because I wasn't getting shot at anymore. It's almost like, was, like I, being, being like getting shot at, you know, is a lot easier than just dealing with the everyday life paying bills and, and trying to figure out what you're deployment you're life is easy yeah, yeah. You know, it's really you do what you, yeah. find out when you're going to eat find out what you're supposed to do and life is pretty simple right 
And I, I wondered why. I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I should be happy. I'm, I'm not in combat. I'm back here in this beautiful civilian world getting paid to go to school, but I'm miserable. And all I'm thinking about is wanting to go back and should I re-enlist? Should I go back to the military and see if I can get another deployment under my belt? So we take, all, we take, we take this whole experience. And we and we put it into this re-engagement. And, and what's the website? Where, so the listeners, right now, if you're listening to the show, why don't we give them the the website yeah. to where they can go to? Yeah, it's reengagedpgh.com. Okay. And um, you know, as as we were saying before, that we've based reengage off of Adam's experiences. The there were a couple things that made a really big difference for Adam. So um, the first year out was really tough and our relationship almost ended yeah. about 10 months after we started dating um, because it was also difficult for me, right? To understand what he was going through and to, you know, I, I tried, but he also didn't want to talk that much about it. And so, you know, I was also at a bit of a loss um, in trying to know what my role was in his transition and, and in our relationship. And so, um, so our relationship almost mm -hmm. came to an end. And then um, Adam was introduced to a veteran through his program at Duquesne University here in Pittsburgh um, that recommended he check out, they have a free um, psychology services at the university. Mm -hmm. And so he started- uh, veteran. They have a military oh. psychology clinic. Oh, okay, all right. Focuses on um, veterans and um, specifically kind of in the area of PTSD and more looking at it through the, the lens of moral injury instead of looking at it as a medical diagnosis. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then we started going to counseling mm -hmm. together for almost two years. Yeah. Um, and then at that time, I was also starting my business as a business and success coach. And so I was, I was diving into my own personal growth and development. And then Adam started kind of, uh, joined the journey of personal growth with me. Um, we started going to seminars and workshops together and, you know, he was reading and listening to podcasts and I was doing my own work. And so, um, and at that same time, you also started volunteering, mm -hmm. you know, in at veteran organizations. And so he sort of re-engaged in his community, re-engaged, you know, in our relationship, re-engaged in, um, in his own growth mm -hmm. and prioritizing his development. And, it's um it's made such a difference i mean we had some, the gentleman who introduced adam to the counseling center actually just told us recently that that he couldn't imagine adam from four years ago putting on re-engage and now like adam's a new person um and i think that yeah. just uh, that growth journey and that process made i mean i don't know how else to say it. it just made such a huge difference yeah and it's re-engage is kind of a I think a compilation of lessons learned, not only from myself, but from a lot of other veterans here in Pittsburgh of how were their struggles impacted by these organizations that we're working with? What are the, what are the things that they learned? It's, you know, if you could, if you could go back and before all of those, you know, those lessons learned in the military or in life that you're like, ah, wish somebody would have told me that before I got there. You know, if, what if you had somebody who could tell, what if you had a bunch of people that have been through the exact same things that have you, that you've been through mm -hmm. who did these certain things and can tell you, this is going to be impactful. This is going to help you losing kind of the victim mentality of woe is me. And if the VA would only do their job, 
my life would be fine. And if somebody would do something, everything would be fine for me. When the answer really is, what are you doing for yourself? Right. Are you choosing to, people talk about, oh, you know, I just don't want to talk to people because they don't understand. Well, how many people have you tried to talk to? Or are you just self-isolating because it's easier to self-isolate because that's what I did. Right. It was easier for me to just not talk to people, not talk to my girlfriend at the time, now wife, you know, to just, I'm fine. I'm, even though she knows I'm not fine. Right. And I didn't have to share with her all of the incredibly intense experiences, but I got to tell her about, you know, what it's like to be in an infantry platoon living on an outpost surrounded by the guys that you love going up against the enemy and what just the, the camaraderie. And it was those little kind of glimpses into my military experience that allowed Alex to get some context and some understanding around why am I so close with my friends from the military? Right. Why, even when they make mistakes and act like idiots, am I still like, I still love the guy. And it's not gonna, it's not gonna change. It's like Alex, I've gotten into fist fights with these guys against each other, and then hugged each other, and we're like, right. "Oh, I love you." Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> that's just how the way life is in, you know, combat infantry companies. And reengages, like I said, it's a, it's the lessons learned from myself, from a ton of other veterans, veterans going all the way to Vietnam era veterans. These are lessons learned on these organizations were important in their transition and it can help your struggles. And it doesn't have to be just working with a nonprofit that helps with homeless veterans, but it could be organizations like the mission continues, which they focus on doing community yeah. organized veteran service projects where they're helping to revitalize communities. And those are things that I wish I had been exposed to. Because I thought I think it would have been a real impact in me instead of choosing to self-isolate and to, to kind of not want to engage with anybody you're talking. It would have been you go there, you meet somebody, you have a good time. And then that's where they can kind of breach that that gap of, hey man, like I had a lot of struggles when I was getting out of the military, and these resources were beneficial for me going to counseling, talking to these people it's a lot easier to breach that gap when you're, you're in common cause with somebody that you have built a relationship with folks. If you're listening to the show, open up another browser, go to reengagepgh.com to get all the information for uh, the event coming up Saturday, March 7th from 8 a.m. to 3.30 at uh, Heinz History Center in Pittsburgh. Uh, if you're not near Pittsburgh, go to Pittsburgh. Take the weekend. Spoil yourself. You'll, you'll have a good Hotel time. right across uh, the street. Right. Um, real quick, because we're coming up on time, <clears throat> talk a little bit about who you guys – you guys got quite a lineup uh, with this event as well. You guys want to talk a little bit about that and maybe a little bit about the breakout sessions? Yeah, um, and something too, Adam, we want to make sure that we make really clear to everyone because we've had one or two people say, oh, well, I have a job, so this isn't for me. Or, oh, well, you know, I'm doing all right, so this event isn't for me. And that's what we want to make sure everyone knows. This event is for every 
veteran. It's meeting every veteran where they are. And it's not just looking at, it's looking about where you can go to the next level and how you can up-level your life. So no matter where you are, um, maybe you're you're doing great in your career and that's wonderful. Where can you up-level your life at, at home or where can you give back and serve more in your community? Um, and that's what we're really excited about with our lineup of speakers and with the breakout sessions is it's kind of addressing all different topics, like I said, to meet every veteran where they are and to look at where we can all grow based on where we each are. Um, so we've got our first speaker actually that we we called up when we launched the conference was Rocky Blyer, uh, who, if you don't know Rocky. Love Rocky. You, go, you should go ahead and Google who Rocky Blyer is. Yeah, you don't know who he is. Listen, if you don't know who Rocky Blyer is and you're a veteran, you're living on a, like get out, like, come on. Let's, like I'm not even, yeah. I, I know Rock just because I've, I've worked with Rocky on several occasions in the past and, and just a great, great guy. I'd love spending yeah. time with him. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And he is in picture in, in Pittsburgh, uh, a real picture of a guy who had all the fame and accolades in the world as a four time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Thousand yard rusher. And then stays in Pittsburgh and has made a tremendous amount of impact over 40 years yeah. in the Pittsburgh community and the veterans community. And it was him and these circle of Vietnam veterans that were able to make an incredible impact here in Pittsburgh. Nice. Yes. We're thrilled to have him. And we also have Jeremy Statt, who's mm -hmm. actually another former Pittsburgh Steeler, um, but lives out in California. Now he's flying in for the weekends uh, to speak at the events. And then we have Ariana Hunter, who is the director of veteran services at the university of Pittsburgh. She's got an incredible story. Um, and then we have uh, Nick Grimes, uh, Tunch and Wolf, who are Steeler broadcasters here in Pittsburgh. Um, Adam and I will be speaking as well. Mm -hmm. And then for our breakout sessions, like I said, they cover different topics. We've got um, Freedom and Movement, looking at your physical health and, and adventure by John Kolb, who uh, is a former teammate of Rocky Blyer. And then we've got um, Mike Chirac is leading a session on um, when being a veteran doesn't matter in the workplace um, and kind of looking at that transition. Yeah. That's going to be a real interesting that's, topic. I, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Chris Phillips from PNC, she's yeah. going to be leading a session on leading by example with grace and discipline. Um, and we've got Eric guy from the center for victory who he's a civilian leading mm -hmm. a topic on um, it's called my vet, my hero healing a war torn relationship. It's about his relationship with his father, who's a Vietnam veteran. Nice. Uh, that's a really powerful story. Mm -hmm. um, a session on becoming a, what your role is as you become an elder in society as a veteran, um, as well as uh, Sheldon Williams leading a session on finding faith in the foxhole. So we've got all kinds of different topics and kind of panels and keynotes, and it's going to be a really exciting day. Yeah. Is this the first year or that you're doing it? First year. Yep. Yeah. Oh, guys. So this is yeah. many years to come, I feel. So that's that's great. Congratulations to to both of you and and thank you. Uh thank you for for putting for putting this on. Uh and I and I'm I'm eager and excited to watch this grow uh in the Pittsburgh community as well as watching it expand over the next several years. Um outwards folks again if you're listening to the show open up another browser go to reengagepgh.com saturday march 7th is reengaged from 8 a.m to 3 30 heinz history center you got to go check it out in pittsburgh adam alex any last words before we let you go today 
Uh, sure. Um, well, for everybody listening to podcasts, I'm, um, I work with an organization called the Veterans Breakfast Club, and we have a great podcast coming out called The Truth About War, which will be launching April 20th. And that's going to be BBC's new podcast. Um, first season will be coming out. Some great interviews. Um, Lynn Novak is one of the interviews. She worked with Ken Burns on the Vietnam uh, documentary that they did, as well as Alejandro Villanueva will also be one of the podcast interviews. So yeah, look forward to that. It's coming out April 20th. I told, uh, told our executive director, Todd, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go onto a podcast without mentioning that. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Well, folks, that's all the time that we have today. We appreciate you listening before we let you go. Uh, make sure you check out our home parent network heroes media group. Uh, check out all the podcasts, shows, articles that are uh, over there. Simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.